Welcome to series two of the How to Grow Our Parents podcast. I'm your host, Emily Anna, and I'm a mum, doula, and founder of the Mindful Birth Group. In series two of the podcast, we talk to experts who contribute to our antenatal, hypnobirthing, and postnatal course content and online parent hub. We aim to equip every parent with vital information that we know will positively impact their experience. We'll start each episode by asking our guests, why is it so important that parents know about this? We'll then dive into the key things that you need to know and share where you can find out more in-depth information to help you start your parenting journey on the front foot. I hope you'll enjoy listening to this episode. Please don't forget to rate and subscribe to the podcast to help us reach more expectant parents with our supportive, inclusive and impartial content. For today's podcast, I'm talking to Catherine Whitby, who is a paediatric nurse, health visitor and maternal well-being practitioner. Catherine is also the founder of her company, Baby Steps, where she offers classes and information on baby and child first aid, weaning, baby massage and relaxation, all at her home in Hampshire or in parents' own homes or online. Catherine has contributed incredibly helpful weaning content to our online parents hub, which parents can access through booking one of our antenatal hypnobirthing courses or as a monthly subscription. I'm so happy to be talking to her today about reaching the weaning stage and some commonly asked questions. So thank you for joining me today, Catherine. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm absolutely thrilled to be here. And it's been so nice to be able to um, put these videos onto um, onto your website and your hub. Um, and yeah, hopefully they'll be you know really well received and be helpful to everybody. Oh, I'm sure they will be. We absolutely love them <laughs> and just wish I'd had something like that when I was going yeah. or approaching that stage. Um, so, yeah, we'll definitely come on to kind of what, what those sorts of um, what the videos are and what they entail. Um, but can you start off by telling us a bit of your background and, and who you are? Yeah, sure, absolutely. So I um, I support and nurture new parents and babies. Um, my background is that uh, I always wanted to work with babies and um, be a paediatric nurse um, right from when I was really little. Um, and I went and trained at Great Ormond Street Hospital um, and worked there for a few years. And I've been in the NHS actually now nearly 30 years. Um, I still work in a paediatric A&E department in London. Um, I also um, trained and worked as a health visitor um, and it was back in 2006 that I started Baby Steps because I could just see that even then, actually, the NHS was struggling to kind of be able to offer lots of different support and services to parents. Um, so it was really kind of just to add into that gap um, additional support. Um, and as the years have gone on, um, I've you know very much started to focus as well on maternal well-being and how that just weaves into everything. Um, so, yeah, I, I honestly feel like I have the best job in the world and um, I started Baby Steps back in 2006 and ran it for 13 years in London, um, mainly doing um, courses and giving support in parents' homes um, with groups of friends and family or one-to-one. And then we moved to Hampshire four years ago and I have a lovely studio in the woods, um, which is really magic, to be honest. It's a a gorgeous kind of cosy, calm place for parents and new babies to come. Um, And so I offer courses um, and lovely retreats and events for parents to come to. Um, 
and I continue to still support parents in people's homes, but also online now. So I've got some on-demand courses that they can access, um, as well as appointments one-to-one. And really the essence of everything that I do is um, helping new parents to feel supported, reassured, and give them confidence in this huge transition so that they enjoy their time with their babies and feel relaxed. Um, and so, you know, it's it's rather than just this really overwhelming time, which is so frequently can be, there, there's just much more um, enjoyment and relaxation um, being a new parent. Um, and wherever possible, I weave in relaxation with um, Neil's, Neil's Yard Remedies treats um, just to kind of really focus on well-being um, as well. Um, yeah, so I absolutely love my work. I really do. Oh, it sounds like you do. And I wish everyone had access to all of those things you just mentioned. It's amazing that you do it all online as well. Yeah, no, so as much as possible. And that's definitely something that I'm going to keep growing because, Mm. you know, online is amazing because you can just reach people anywhere. So, yeah, that's really important to me. Your cabin in the woods sounds amazing. So if anyone's in the Hampshire, you're on the on the borders, did you say? Yeah, it's, it's literally on the sort of Surrey, Sussex, Hampshire mm-hmm. borders. So it's really accessible. I'm literally two minutes off the A3. Um, and yeah, I have to say it does it does feel like the perfect place for parents to come and just be able to catch their breath and just get very practical information um, with obviously things like first aid and weaning, but then just really lovely support with all the kind of well-being and baby massage and the relaxation side of things. I will link to your website, which will have the information on everything you do. Um, but today we're going to focus on weaning because that's the, the content that you've contributed to our online parent hub, which we're really grateful for. Could you kind of start us off by just outlining kind of the, the different types of weaning um, and, and what parents maybe should know the very start before they they even embark on that stage yeah sure of course so I first started supporting parents of weaning around about 20 years ago as a health visitor and I was running weaning talks um which actually you know sadly nowadays often have been have been cut Mm -hmm. um but really my interest grew as I had my own two children I've got two children myself and experiencing it firsthand um, and nowadays there really is a mountain of information out there um, you know which can sometimes seem conflicting or just very confusing and actually weaning has genuinely changed in a generation you know compared to when I was weaned things the advice and recommendations have changed so you might find parents have additional pressures or confusion from well-meaning relatives and friends trying to give advice as well and you've got all the different books and wealth of information online and socials and apps and all the rest of it um, but it should ideally be a really fun stage um, and you know it's just lovely to start to share these meal times with your babies and hopefully it's the start of making lovely memories around the table like you know we there's billions of restaurants all over the world because we love to eat together um, and it's that kind of it's really important to get on this path of happy healthy meal times um, that won't take hours hours so I always kind of cover lots of time saving hacks and things um so really in terms of the types of weaning that I think ultimately is where a lot of the confusion does happen because you've kind of got the soft textures that are very traditional mm-hmm. you've got mash you've got finger foods and then you've got what's been around about 15 years now called baby led weaning which is essentially just finger food um and there isn't a, a more recommended way as such because each baby will be different. Some babies may genuinely prefer things to be soft. Some babies might like the independence of having finger food. Um, And in my opinion, it does tend to work really well to do a bit of a combination of both because that's actually how we tend to eat. We have stuff that's 
on a plate or in a bowl with cutlery. And then we tend to have stuff that we would just naturally eat with our hands. And that often suits the sort of stage of development as well, because weaning is recommended around about six months. Some babies might start a little bit earlier, but six months is the key time in terms of the nutritional requirement as well to start to get um, going with weaning. And also they're very receptive. So they're really into kind of putting everything into their mouth. They're busy putting their hands and their, and their toys into their mouth. So it does it does sort of lend itself to being a really natural stage as well. Um, and they're receptive to different textures and tastes and flavours. But every baby's different. So some babies genuinely might really take a good few weeks to kind of even get going. And, and they're learning that this is actually stuff to eat rather than just, you know, putting their hand or a toy in their mouth. This is something that they're actually going to break down mm-hmm. with their gums and swallow. Um, other other babies might just find it's the best day of their life and just kind of start to, you know, wolf it down. Um, but that's, again, where the videos in the hub just kind of break that all down as well. So you've got all that kind of information. How do you know when they're ready? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. So in terms of the been ready, um, often it is actually that babies are quite content with their milk. Obviously, they might have days where they're more hungry or they're more tired, but often they are fairly content with their milk um, until they get to near enough six months. Some babies might have had trouble with reflux and they might just be genuinely hungrier. And, you know, you may find signs that they are waking more at night time. That can be confusing in itself because they can go through a sleep regression and they may be needing to be comforted to settle to sleep they might be teething so waking up in the night time isn't in a sign in itself parents often say um that they they feel their babies are really really watching everything that they eat but actually babies are watching you what with you know watching their parents every second of the day so again that's not a sign so much in itself um and, and, you know, they might be uncomfortable with teething as well. So the main things that, that is advised to look out for is that they can sit um, and hold their head steady. So not necessarily sit independently, but they can sit and not kind of wobble from one side to the other too much. Otherwise, they'll be concentrating so much and trying to hold their head steady and their body steady. They won't be able to focus on the food. So if you can put them in a high chair and they can sit with their head steady, that's great. Um, also that they're able to start to pick up food. So actually have that hand eye cord coordination um and thirdly um that when you give them food they don't just constantly push it out with their tongue they're naturally going to explore the food with their tongue because that's what they'll do but if it's constantly just been pushed out all the time um then that is something that you know may it may show they're not quite ready but usually around about the six month point they actually they absolutely will be um and really once you get to six months it is time to start to gradually introduce something once a day Oh, that's really interesting because I remember like I think on my first pregnancy I put the six month day in my calendar and I was like that's the day we're gonna start but I guess it's just around that time it's isn't it time because every baby will have a different appetite like we all do you know they they will have all had a different experience of feeding um you know there can be quite a lot of emotions around weaning for parents because some parents will feel like it's the first stage moving away from that real newborn stage, mm-hmm. you know the, the moving from just having milk um if if a parent has been breastfeeding solely then actually other family members can get involved which is really quite nice but then there can be emotions around that and also for some parents it can be quite a relief if they've had a really difficult time with feeding 
maybe had experience with reflux and things like that. And actually it's, it feels really nice to be able to introduce something else. But I remember with my first, um, Isabella, I was, I, I, she was born a month early. So I was kind of in a little bit of fog for, 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 for the early months. And then, all, then, then really weaning came along and I was a bit like, Oh, we just kind of got settled into a bit of a pattern with the milk feeds. And it was another thing to think about. So it did feel a bit overwhelming. Um, so again, that's why it's just so good to be able to get, um, support because what works for each family will be different you know it won't be the mm-hmm. same although we have the kind of very much you know the usual advice that we can pass on it's really good to have it broken down and been able to see what's going to work best for the individual family and baby oh god that's such a theme for everything isn't it becoming a parent absolutely like, get the, the kind of foundational knowledge yeah. but if you can get one-to-one support in any way whether it's virtually or in person of course yeah mm-hmm. definitely. <laughs> oh that's that's brilliant so yeah so the the different types um I guess are determined by your baby in a way so if you can offer them a bit of a mixture you, you'll soon see what they prefer yeah, so I always always say to parents don't feel like you need to make a decision that you're going to do soft or you're going to do baby led because actually you know you may feel find that they do prefer one or the other um the last thing I would ever want parents to be doing is kind of sobbing over a blender at 11 o'clock at night making this really soft texture when actually you know they can be using right from day one the family food they can literally just mush up some vegetables that they're going to be mm-hmm. eating themselves or they've had the night before or whatever um mm-hmm. And, you know, it is really just seeing, it's just taking it one day at a time and just seeing how things go and not feeling that kind of like you've got to make a decision because, yeah, it will it will be different for each each baby. And it'd be quite hard if you're in a group of um, other, you know, new parents who are doing it one certain way and then you kind of think, oh, should I be doing it that way? Or 100%, definitely. <laughs> but you're having that confidence that you, you need to do it in a way that works best for your family, right? For sure. Um, and I remember someone saying to me that, you know, them watching you, like sitting down with them at a meal time as well. Yes, yeah, so there's a few kind of absolutely golden top tips and I have shared them in the videos and one of them 100% is eating together. Oh. Like it's probably one of the most game changing weaning tips. It's not going to work for every meal. Breakfast, for example, might be an easy meal to eat together. Weekend meals, depending on family life, um, how things work. Um, but I can't recommend it enough because eating is social and what tends to happen if babies are always kind of eating in a high chair on their own is they don't really get that it's a meal you know they're so busy putting everything into their mouth at that stage anyway that it does take them a lot of time whereas when they get to eat together one it's much more fun it's much more interactive it kind of takes the pressure off the parent just watching how much their baby's eating um and they learn to eat they kind of naturally want to try what you're eating because they'll kind of want to grab a bit off your plate um and they they learn all those skills as time goes on of of eating and you know much later obviously like using cutlery and things like that and I really do find that it's kind of setting those seeds those foundations for happy meal times and I'm a mum of two don't get me wrong there's days where you can have lovingly made something you know they really like and they just don't want it that day because they're not as hungry or they're tired or they're teething um so it's always kind of remembering that it can be a bit of a roller coaster and looking at what they've had over a few days rather than just one because if someone made my meals every day which sounds amazing um 
would be days when I just wouldn't feel like what I was being offered or, you know, for whatever reason. So it's important to remember that. But um, eating together is really, really key. Um, Another thing that I think is absolutely vital is that parents have confidence around the difference between gagging and choking and actually knowing the choking technique because, naturally babies now you know babies are weaned around six months that's very different I would have probably had solid food for the first time around two or three months so they will move on to the lumps and they will move on to the finger foods and if parents are really nervous about that which would be very very understandable having just had milk and they've got this tiny tiny baby starting to try all these foods it will hinder their weaning journey because um they will be nervous about moving on to the next stages or to try finger foods. And actually they're often the foods the babies really love and they're very soothing for teething, for example, like cucumber batons or um, a wedge of melon or a piece of bread that's been in the fridge. Um, and again, we, you know, in the hot weather, they're really, really great as well. So I really say that that's an important part of it. And I actually created a course called Weaning Safely purely for that reason, because it always comes up on a weaning course and it always comes up on my first day courses. It's definitely the part I didn't enjoy about it was the the worrying about the change. I felt the same with my children, even though I had my background. My second, William, he was gagging quite a lot. We first started weaning and I did think, oh, you know, this maybe is going to be a bit tricky. But I guess I just kind of sat tight a little bit and reassured him and you know, obviously gave him the old pat on the back and really quickly, actually, he started to learn. They're literally learning to eat. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so is there like a safety, I think there's a safety acronym, isn't there, that people can follow as well with um, with weaning? Yeah. So essentially, if babies are, um, you know, they're making noise, you're good. So if there's a cough there, which is gagging, essentially gagging is like a really um, loud cough, quite dramatic cough, which naturally can worry parents. But it's important to remember if you've got that noise and got that sound, the airway's clear. Whereas um, with um, choking, it will be silent. Mm. So it's that of you know noticing that they're not making any noise and second on second you'll find that they're not able to cough coughing's our natural reflex to get anything up off the off up the chest the airway that shouldn't be there um so yeah if if it, if they're um red and making noise you're you're okay but if they're starting to go blue and they're silent then you you know you, that you need to kind of take some action and actually that much much more rare I mean most babies will gag at some point during weaning um because they're learning to eat babies to actually have something stuck in the airway and be choking is is thankfully not something we see that often. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't worked in A&E for over 20 years. I've never, ever seen a child choking because it's usually always, always really relieved at home. Mm-hmm. So I they cough it up or they have a on the back um, and it's, it's managed at home. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think that's the big thing because you hear the noise and you think, oh, something's wrong, but actually that's a good thing <laughs> to hear the noise. Yeah. And it's just remembering like the gag reflex is, is a natural reflex. It's normal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's much more prominent in babies and young children. Um, and, you know, they, they will manage it. They will get better and better. And, you know, you, you met sometimes have babies that barely ever do it. Some just take a bit of time to get used to managing their food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, in terms of where people can get more kind of support on the safety side um obviously you do your baby first aid classes online and you've got pre-recorded as well 
Yeah, so I've got them. I've always done them, gone off to people's homes and done them for friends and family. Um, I now run them at the studio as well. Um, run them in the studio for the last few years, which is lovely. Um, but also, yeah, just because I want parents to be able to access information as easy as possible, um, I have pre-recorded courses on demand that they can just watch in their own time. So one is the weaning safely, which goes through mm-hmm. gagging, choking, um, choking technique, uh, the Dr. ABC resuscitation technique, just for full, full reassurance again hopefully very unlikely parents would need to use that but just to cover all bases and Mm -hmm. also allergies because that's another thing parents naturally can feel a bit confused or concerned about because that has become much more kind of in discussion um in the last few years and then there's also a little bit about finger foods like Mm -hmm. you know what does finger food look like what can be a finger food which is essentially anything but just to give lots of tips and ideas to parents and then I've got a much longer more comprehensive course the ultimate baby and child first aid and home safety course so having worked in A&E for all the years that I have I know what comes through the door and also with my two children myself it's kind of that absolute need to know stuff so not only is it the big emergencies but it's also the stuff that you just on a day-to-day basis ideally would know just to give you so much confidence managing things at home accidents illnesses and also safe briefing um so very very practical advice as well and they're all in bite-sized chunks so parents can watch a bit go back to it watch it again they're kind of lifetime access so um they can just tap into it as and when and of course watch it with family brilliant Thank you. So um, there are a lot of um, packaged foods. Um, so things like pouches and finger foods available, um, which are really convenient, obviously, and um, by really reputable companies. Um, how should how do you think parents should approach, you know, using those on a regular basis or an ad hoc basis? Yeah. So um, I'm absolutely about keeping it real. Um, and, you know, there's going to be days where you're out and about a lot and you might be traveling, you might be actually really tired. Um, so, you know, being able to grab these pouches can be really, really helpful. And my baby certainly had a fair few of them over the years. Um, but yeah, the thing to remember is where possible, you know, we all know that ideally home cooked food from scratch is amazing. And from the very beginning, as I said, they literally can be having the food that's in your fridge, that's you're going to, you're going to be having yourself. And actually you do start to move from vegetables into the good fats and the proteins quite quickly. So family food is really, really something that, you know, they can be enjoying. And I talk a lot about things like batch cooking and having stuff ready to go in the freezer for those days where you haven't had time, um, you know, that you can all enjoy together. But of course, there's going to be times when the pouches really come into their own. Um, The thing I would say is really to look on the back because we don't have any laws where the the quantities of the food or the order of the ingredients is put onto the front of them. So it's really important to look on the back because generally pouches can be really quite sweet. So that's quite annoying when you've lovingly made a, you know, shepherd's pie, for example, spaghetti bolognese or something, and then you've bought bought a version of that. Um, it's very likely that the baby will prefer the sweeter version, of course, because we're all tuned into like the sweet tastes. Um, and so I would say that they are something, you know, if you see an offer three for two or whatever, chuck them in your trolley and have them ready to go. Um, the things to remember is, yeah, definitely kind of been mindful of the protein content is usually not that high in them. Um, they do have a tendency to be sweeter and they also um, are uh, where the texture is the same for every spoonful. So the texture and the flavour will be the same. Whereas if you had, for example, spetulonase at home, 
Um, each mouthful will be slightly different um, and the texture is likely to be thicker. So just as a kind of, um, if you were using them very frequently, one, they're a really expensive way to feed your baby and two, they just don't tick the boxes in the same way. Um, but yeah, I mean, 100% they can be helpful. Um, and I just think, you know, it's good to look at um, different brands as well because some of them are heated to a very high degree. So a lot of the nutrients are blitzed to kind of give them the long shelf life. Um, and some of them, yeah, just generally do have a, a huge amount, even though it might be a, a savoury taste, they do have quite a lot of kind of sweetness in them, um, which, you know, we, we kind of hear all the time about fussy eaters, which I kind of struggle with a little bit because all, all toddlers, all children will go through phases where they don't want to kind of eat what you're giving them. It's part of them pushing the boundaries at times and that's normal, but it's really good if you've got a very good foundation of different flavors right from the beginning, they will always come back to that. Um, and so, you know, we just want to avoid things being too sweet too often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when you're cooking your own food, just like, I'm sure you've got all of this in in your courses and things, yeah. but just that, like making a, a portion for them as well. 100%. And I always say like, if you're freezing things, don't just freeze a portion for your baby, but freeze it for all of you. Because, yeah. you know, you don't want to be kind of them, they, they're having a five star meal from the freezer and you're kind of having beans on toast. Like it, you can <laughs> literally eat the same meal um yeah. really from early on and just adapt to the kind of texture if you need to um yeah. So yeah there's no no bad thing in terms of needing to grab things that are convenient easy like we all need that um but yeah and you know I know for a lot of parents they're not necessarily going to be spending a lot of time cooking at home and certainly when I was weaning Isabella I kind of needed to get myself a little bit organized because I was sort of grabbing things on the run and it was quite a good point actually for me to kind of get organized with an online shop and do a bit of batch cooking and you know um there's so many different recipes that we can look at and just home home books cookbooks at home short of adding like mm-hmm. a red wine in them all of those recipes will be completely fine for your baby like what you might make at home um it's just where possible avoiding the kind of processed food that you know some of us might have at times yeah yeah which I guess is the same as an adult isn't it like you yes it really is it really really (laughs) is yeah just the main things is avoiding added salt um added sugar for all the obvious reasons and then we don't recommend honey until the first year because of the very rare instance of botulism but yeah otherwise um you know slowly but surely step by step you can start to introduce the different different food groups and and make the meals more proper meals Thank you, Catherine. We've packed a lot into 25 minutes already. Talk all day about it all. So it's really lovely to get the chance to chat to you about it all. And and there is a lot of information actually in the videos. Um, So I'm sure parents will find them helpful. And they're very, very welcome to get in touch with me with any questions. I'm really used to getting questions via email, text, whatever works, Um, you know, voice memos. They can always just ping me a message and I'm so happy to answer questions. And I'm on on the socials as well, um, regularly posting tips. Um, So, um, yeah, just to make things as easy as possible. Thank you so much. And yeah, we, we really um, appreciate your content on the hub so that, you know, anyone in the family can watch it then. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, you know, sometimes it's quite helpful to be able to show other family members that might spend time looking after them or again, because it has changed, you know, I would have had some probably very plain baby rice or actually rather quite sweet baby cereal to start with when I was probably only maybe two or three months old. Mm-hmm. It's changed quite a lot. And um, so it's great to be able to share that information because often parent, grandparents, perhaps, or other relatives or friends might be feeling a bit nervous about lumps or finger foods or just giving family food. It, it's 
it's changed quite a bit in that way. Yeah, and knowledge is power. It is. So, yeah, they can just refer back and say, well, this is like the latest information and and kind of feel like it's not them saying it. They can just say, well, this is, this is the advice now. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, this won't be the, the last time we speak, I'm sure, on our, on our podcast because you've got so many other yeah. areas I'd love to talk about too. too. Um, but we... I really appreciate all of your contributions to the Parent Hub and all the work you're doing to support new parents too. Thank you so much. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, I would so appreciate it if you would spend a moment rating and reviewing it. And don't forget to follow or subscribe to the show to keep up to date with future episodes too.